Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Jedi Sorter. I am your host, Jay Larson, and joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Patrick Whiting. Hello, Patrick. Hey, Jay. How are you doing? I am not too shabby. Excellent. What about you? Not too shabby sounds about right for me as well. Yeah, not too shabby. I, uh, so I, today, I did a, um, demo with my manager, and he is, um, um, I've, I've tried for years to get him into miniatures games, and <laughs> I finally, finally succeeded in getting him into it. And so that is the, uh, excitement for me this, uh, this time. So. What, uh, what was it that, uh, that captivated him enough to, to get into this? Um, I think part of it was that he, um, part of it is Star Wars. Part of it is that, um, he just like, he likes the mechanics. He likes the theme. Um, he has friends that are playing it. So, you know, just all in all, a good, good mix of reasons. I think that is a good set of reasons. Having friends definitely, definitely makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this at you, um, blind without your foreknowledge, but I had a, an idea of hmm. segment for us to do here at the start. Cool. Um, and, um, I'd, Potentially, I, I think this could be a, a recurring segment we could do. Um, but, and, and this, this first one, so the, the idea for the segment is we talk about an interesting rules interaction that we've encountered while playing or that we've seen on Discord or forums or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the first one that I wanted to talk about was this, people are, pro- most people are probably going to hear this and be like, you know, duh, Jay, why, why didn't you, why did, why did you think this or, or why didn't this click in your head? <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was actually, I was playing a mirror match with one of my friends where mm-hmm. it was, we were both playing Asajj and Dooku. Oh, and, oh, interesting. Yeah. And so his Asajj, um, went through her combat tree and triggered the hill ability in um her her combat tree Mm -hmm. and and you know the thing that jumped in my brain was just when she has that on her combat tree that means that she can heal a point but that's not what it means it it means that it does the heal ability and when you read the heal ability it says that you can pick her or a character within range two Mm -hmm. and then they can either remove a condition or they can heal a point. It's true. And so I guess for whatever reason, it just hadn't ever really clicked that, um, Asajj could be healing people near her with her, her combat tree. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, like I said, most, most players probably are like saying right now to their, their podcast player, uh, no doubt, Jay, that's, that's the way this works. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was an interesting, um, rules interaction to uh, to comment on um, had, was was that one that had 
just naturally made sense to you that you knew right off or um, had you encountered that before? What, what was, were your thoughts? Oh yeah. Um, well, I think first I'd like to say that, I mean, so many of us are still learning the game and depending on when folks might listen to this episode, they might still be learning the game. So there's going to be, there's just going to be growing pains in general. Um, and then whatever you come with, or whatever baggage you come with from whatever game you came from to this game, that that's just only going to add to the complexity of learning learning this one. Um, so I would encourage people not to feel too bad uh, yourself um, amongst them. Um, that one that one didn't trip me up quite as much. Uh, I think um, it, with respect to the recover action and when you see it pop up either in like a tree or on a card ability or something like that, it didn't immediately dawn on me that each instance of that symbol is another recover action. So, right. so if, if you have she three, has like of them, three of those, you could pick three different things. You could pick three different things. It could be three different characters too, potentially, because right. it's a, it's a different recover action each time. Um, and I think that's, um, I think it's really cool. I think it's really great. It it offers uh, a fun sort of incentive to push push the uh, the risk reward um, a little bit more in some instances. And uh, it's also important to know. Uh, and I I'm going to double check myself um, here as well. But when it comes to uh, things like uh, strain, you can. You can also possibly just recover strain off before it kicks in. So if you are hoping to do something that would grant a recover action and you didn't want to spend the, the one of your two main actions to just recover strain, you can hopefully or hope, um, to, to push the limit. Recover strain is one of those things that comes off before the, the thing fully resolves the action or the ability fully resolves. So you, you think that's also another important, uh, an important consideration. Uh, the same goes for all, for a lot of the uh, abilities. Um, disarm maybe they all have maybe their own sort of timing or time sensitive considerations, but that was also something that took me a little bit longer than maybe it should have to, to realize. Um, I'm, I'm looking this up in the rule book as, as we've talked, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the case and wanted to get your, um, um, reaction to this. So we had previously, um, talked a little bit about doing various things to, uh, wounded characters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let's say that I have, um, Asage next to a character that is wounded. Mm-hmm. That has uh, three different um, status effects on them. Mm-hmm. Would uh, she be able to heal the status effects off of a wounded character? Uh, yes. the The only thing that doesn't come off is, technically speaking, is, the only thing that doesn't come off is the damage. Is the damage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was what I thought. Um, so, yeah. do you have any? Um, did you have a, a rule interaction that's been on your mind that you wanted to go over real quick? I do, and it's kind of related to our greater topic this evening. Um, so it has to do with um, General Obi-Wan Kenobi and his knowledge and defense ability. 
Uh, it took me a little time to realize it, and sort of a small nuance, but uh, he's got a really great ability. Um, and the important part that I, I'm going to highlight here is uh, units um, or allied units that have hunker tokens uh, do not lose them when they are engaged, which is really great. Um, however, if you um, are engaged, and this is the interesting nuance, uh, I think it's interesting anyway. However, uh, hunker tokens say that if you are engaged, um, or the rule for hunker tokens, you cannot gain hunker tokens. So if you are engaged and you would think that you could gain a hunker token um, thanks to Obi-Wan, uh, it doesn't supersede that rule. You mm. won't lose them, but you cannot gain them while you are engaged. Um, in small, a small nuance, but I think it could possibly have um, been overlooked by, by yeah, folks. Yeah. It certainly took me a few a few passes to catch that, but I think it's an important um, and uh, an interesting rules interaction there. Um, don't lose them, but can't gain them if you are engaged. All right. So we're going to talk about the first expansion packs that came out with the games. That would be Hello There uh, with Obi-Wan and I don't remember the name, the Count Dooku, Dooku box. Uh which has some manner of clever and witty <laughs> name to it. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember the name of it. I feel uh, like it's um, one of his abilities. Is it the uh, brave but twice foolish? the pride? Twice, twice the, the pride. pride. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was part of his ability suite. Okay, so I, I am curious, and and this this is going to be especially as we're doing talking about different characters um, at the launch of the game the discussion on this part is going to be a little bit limited, but I, I, I am curious starting off by talking about what secondary and what support characters you think go well with a primary character. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious what you think about that. Do you mean in general? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying who, who do you think goes well with, um, with Obi-Wan and who do you think goes well with Dooku? I mean, obviously they have, they come with characters that are intended to synergize with them. Do you think that currently at launch that there are any characters that you would consider besides the ones that come in the, uh, that come with them or that you would stick with um, like Django and the Mag Magna Guard for Dooku and et cetera, Cody and the clones for Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. uh, right now with Dooku, I think, uh, I think, I think uh, Django is probably the one. I'm trying to reflect on if I've really landed with anybody else. I think Django is probably the one I take the most, in part because Django's pretty self-sufficient. He's pretty mm -hmm. impactful. He doesn't mm -hmm. get to really benefit. I mean, they, there's not a lot of, of overlap. Um, not a lot. Some, but not a lot. Uh, with, with Dooku's abilities, a lot of what Dooku likes to do um, in terms of like his... Uh, his leadership of the separatist army ability that's better if you have more separatist alliance characters and um if i remember right Django doesn't have that um oh no he does okay i'm wrong um so Django definitely definitely a good pick if it, if grievous were coming out soon i would have said kraken i think kraken is a really uh fun pick for dooku and and trying to run as many droids as possible um 
for Obi-Wan, I I really like Rex with Obi-Wan. I think Rex is a really good secondary. I think Obi-Wan benefits. I, I don't think there's a character that doesn't benefit from all of the support that Rex can offer, especially mm-hmm. in the sort of the, the clone um, Galactic Republic um, area of the game. I, I've played a little bit with uh, Padawan Ahsoka Tano, but that was, that was sort of a, more of a strike force approach. So I, I put Rex with Obi-Wan directly, although I think Padawan Ahsoka is also a really good pick currently for those people that, that have her. Um, I think he, I think she's, she's really good with, uh, with Obi-Wan for, for how I, I am enjoying the game. Um, are you, uh, are you of the same mind, or do you have a you have a different approach to those characters? Um, I th- well, I I think some of it for me comes. I I do think that they obviously they they pair well with the models that come in their box. Um, and I think some of the question for me comes to what do um what other primary characters do I probably want to run with them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so far, I, I think that I'm liking, um, and I'm thematically, these both I think work pretty well, but, um, I've been liking, um, Anakin with, with Obi-Wan and, and mm-hmm. doing all the clone troopers together and then doing Asajj and, um, Dooku mm-hmm. and, um, and having all the droids. And I, I've liked those, those combos together so far. Um, which in, in that case, when I'm doing that, um, I, I do like, um, you know, kind of their, their default packages with, with each of them because they, then they kind of synergize well with the other primary characters unit as well. Um, go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah. I think, I think going thematically or, or just looking at, at the, the keywords to get the most out of stuff since there's, you know, there's not as much available yet. Uh, I, th- I think really double doubling up on as much of the keyword usage is, is really the, the strongest, one of the stronger approaches right now. I've done a lot of hybrid teams and I've found that they kind of, they kind of, they're, they're good at, a lot of a, a general approach, but the synergies that you get from from all of the keywords, I think, is is just a lot more impactful. So I I, I agree with you. I I think that Dooku and a, and a separatist uh, strike force is is pretty strong and it's thematically evocative. And the the Galactic Republic theme is really strong. And uh, having all of the Mandalorians is also very strong. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do you What do you think of one of the one of the lists that I was going to play that I didn't get to uh, because I ended up doing a, a demo to to someone um, was doing Dooku and Anakin together, which ended up creating a, a list where I had eight force points to mm-hmm. uh, to play with. Um, what's, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you haven't played that list yet. Um, what's I haven't your played reaction it. to I've it? Played in, I've played into it. Um, okay. so I think if I recall, see, they had Dooku, Django, 
Magna Guards, and they had Anakin. I want to say that I think it was just Rex and the Five Hundred One. Yeah, you, the, I mean, you don't you don't really have many options with them both only having seven, having seven points to play with. <laughs> it's true. I think that there maybe is a little bit more finagling with the Galactic Republic than there is with the yeah. Separatists in that respect, though. Um, and I thought it was pretty pretty good. I think uh, I I I think I I won that game, but I felt like I was on my back on the on the back of my foot all the time. Uh-huh. They were able to really. It's a pretty it's a pretty strong or a pretty aggressive force, and I think it was pretty impactful. There's a lot of there, there's you're pretty much really really you're having to get the most out of Dooku and Anakin, and it does help the the force economy with Dooku. And if I do any damage, then he my opponent will get to to recover to force. And that feels really frustrating. It's probably my favorite part of Dooku. Uh, I think it's really good, but I was playing all the clones with Anakin and was it Anakin. No, I think it was Ahsoka. I think it was Ahsoka and, uh, and Obi-Wan. And I believe I was able to, to pull that game out. Uh, and I think that the synergies did end up, helping me in the end being able to stack on more conditions being able to just mm-hmm. continually gain hunker despite my just come just i i had no force economy whatsoever so i i had to to really play pretty cagey anakin and dooku both were just knocking characters down pretty effortlessly but i i think that the synergy wins out frankly and that yeah that that might just be, you know, one out of three games, two out of three games. It's hard to say. It's 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 really hard to say. But I I think right now synergies probably win above the the hybrid approach. I I could be wrong, but that's just what I've been picking up on. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's worth trying. It it was a pretty gross list to face. I think the I think the issue I would have or the the thing I would likely have the most issue with is it felt like um it felt like the list would potentially have some issues with mobility with anakin mm-hmm. and dooku which they, i think it's, yeah. it's probably some of their bigger weaknesses yeah they they definitely do uh, my when i play anakin and, and i want to I, I don't want to to draw too far off of topic but when I play Anakin or when I play Dooku, I really try to find as much extra mobility from secondaries or support if possible. Dooku doesn't have as many options right now, but moving forward, I will be looking for other means of, of moving Dooku further up the board. Uh, I've been playing with Ahsoka Tano and Rex, and I think that that is a much better uh, Padawan Ahsoka, I, I mean to say. Uh, I think that's a much better feel uh to really get anakin the most efficiency it i don't know how i feel about putting all my eggs in the anakin basket but anakin hits so hard so i I don't feel too bad about it i i think that because they're both so slow you really really need to figure out how to how to get them off the board before they they activate yeah that's fair all right so let's let's talk do you want to start with dooku or obi-wan let's start with Count Dooku, since 
alphabetically, he falls first. Okay. Uh, what would what would what would you like to cover first with Count Dooku? Do you want to? I think going over his his suite of abilities is a good place to start because it really helps. I think highlight a lot of what what he offers and and why why you might want to bring him. His combat trees are really interesting too, but for me, I'm looking at at his abilities primarily. Okay, so let's let's talk about his. Um, abilities then so uh, we, we can I can go over one and then we can give some commentary on it uh, yeah, first one it. is leader of the separatist army at the start of his activation choose another separatist alliance character within three each character in this unit and the chosen character may dash it's good ability it is so that's going to obviously it's going to affect him and then if you have a magna guard by him if you have Django um, they'll also be able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I guess some commentary on it. Um, obviously, it's it's very nice that this is um, a ability that does not cost a force point like mm-hmm. um, a lot of the other characters' force jumps does cost. Yep. So that's nice. Um, it however, it's not nice <laughs> that... Uh, a couple things with it. So first off, obviously you have to do it at the start of the turn. You cannot, you know, do an advance forward and then do a dash or or time it so that it is optimal during your turn. So that's a, a drawback with it, and and also mm-hmm. it's a, a drawback uh, in my opinion that it's a dash instead of a jump. Um, so he is an old guy. He is an old guy. Yeah. I don't know, though. His legs, I mean, have, his legs aren't what they used to be. Have, have you seen Yoda jump around before? He's an old guy. <laughs> I, I mean, comparatively, I think Dooku is, for his species, older than, than Yoda is for, for Yoda's species. So. But uh, we know so little about Yoda's species, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, he just, he's got bad genes. I don't know. I mean, maybe just too many squats in his younger years. Yeah. Um, go ahead. The range three is. The range three is also pretty sad. Yeah, it is. A lot of the other abilities, like the clone troopers have or stuff like that, it is basically um, you get to um, sort of global. Yeah, it's it's the whole board essentially. So that is. Do you your think that's? Do you think that's because he's actually shouting at them versus the the built-in uh, communication devices in the helmets? Um, I mean, I I. I assume that it's mostly that uh, he needs to. Um, it needs to be a balance factor for him not spending a, a force point. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's that's probably the, the, <laughs> the in-game reason. The real the real reason, not not the thematic and sure reason. Sure. All right. So next, he has surely you can do better when a character in this unit is targeted with an attack. This unit may spend one to three uh, force points to use. This ability, while modifying the attack roll, change one uh, success into a failure for each force point spent. Uh, so one thing I I did that you can uh, tell me if I, I cheated on this. I, I think I probably did. Um, I, I played a game where my opponent's support unit mm-hmm. with two models, they each did an attack into me, and the first mm-hmm. one... 
it was I was right at the end of my deck. I knew that I had plenty of force points to spend, and then it's going to refresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sp- spent on the first one, and he didn't have any successes after I spent. And then the next one attacked, and I spent again to um, change those into failures. Um, is the is the restriction on doing an ability once a turn? Does that apply to reactive abilities as well, or so reactive abilities, I believe I'm trying to I'm gonna double check myself, but reactive abilities is once per um like once per trigger window, essentially. Uh-huh. So for example, if you have a five oh first and a two twelve and you want to use a coordinated ability uh during a trigger window you can't have both coordinate abilities go off. You have to pick one or the other. Uh, since it's a separate trigger window, since it's a separate attack, uh, I don't think you've done anything wrong. You you would still get to do it. There's still the one reactive ability within the one trigger window. Here's the but, so you here's here's why I think I did cheat. So here's here's what it says on reactive, which backs yeah, up what please, you were saying. Please remind remind me. Yeah. So reactive. Reactive abilities can only be used in response to a specific triggering event. Reactive abilities state mm-hmm. when they can be used in their rules text and always have a force cost. Each player may only use one reactive ability in response to a single triggering event. Okay, so, so far so good. Uh, but yep. then a little bit after those in abilities, it has the rule where it says a unit may only use each of its active and reactive abilities a max uh, there we go. Yeah. of once a turn. So, so yeah, in that respect, then yeah, um, it would only during during that particular during it's, that, it's a little in bit, that particular example. I, I guess I was gonna say it's a little bit corner case, but it's not necessarily that corner case for no. a two model support uh, unit to do an attack on on Dooku. So yeah, the, that's something to the keep support, in mind. Yeah, the I agree. Um, all these little finicky things. Yeah, and it's it, it's just gonna take kind of repeating the same thing mm-hmm. a few times to remember it really well. But the the support having the double model activation adds a, a kind of an interesting level of complexity uh, in in how a lot of this works out. Um, yeah, I'm glad that we, uh, we looked at that. So next ability is twice the pride, double the fall. This costs one uh, force point. When, after... A melee attack targeting an allied character within range 2 is resolved. This character may use this ability. If the attack roll contained no uh, success rolls, strike, is it strike or success? Strike? Strike, success. I, I, I think you Both. can exchange those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, one character in this unit may dash and then make a five dice melee attack targeting the attacking character. Mm-hmm. So this this ability kind of makes me a little bit sad. Because <laughs> it takes up a lot of space on his card, and and characters don't get that many abilities, and I don't think that this one is very good personally. And the reason why I say that is I think that there's two key restrictions on it that make it so that this is not going to proc or go off very often. So the first one you have to be within range two. If you're playing with Magna Guard, you're probably going to have Magna Guard gain attacked and near you and so i mean i guess that kind of helps but uh, in general range two is very short and i would like to see 
uh, abilities that extend much farther than range two. So that's, that's the first limiting issue I have issues with. The second one, which I think is probably even a bigger issue, is that uh, it says if the attack contained no uh, success results. Um, there's like, that's just not a very common occurrence. It feels like usually you're rolling as an attacker, you know, six or seven dice. And the number of times I roll those and I have zero uh, success dice is super small. And so um, I don't know. What's, what's your, what's your opinion on that? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely less good if he's doing it uh, reactively with respect to somebody arranged to it's, it's, it's going to happen not as often. Uh, it, it's, it, it feels, yeah, it feels kind of dead, uh, in a lot of, a lot of the circumstances, the, the instances where he himself is attacked and that's a slightly different story. Cause that really, the surely you can do better can help enable the mm. twice the pride. The problem is, is, you, I mean, in, in instances, right, where they maybe have four successes and the most you can do is remove three successes, then it's not going to work. And so you want to be able to use that ability to remove successes. And ultimately, it could cost four force to do it. And that, that's a pretty, pretty expensive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. goal to do a five dice attack. <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> um I will say that his his attack tree is pretty brutal, so it's that's not nothing, but I mean it's a I think my experience playing Dooku is I've had to hawkishly look for every circumstance to to really get the most out of Dooku and it it's getting I'm getting better at it and I'm trying to set it up a little bit more. And I think Dooku might be one of those characters where the ceiling could be very, very, very high. And for people that really, really like Dooku and are excited to explore how high that ceiling actually is, I I mean, maybe this isn't as much of a a deterrence, but uh, looking at Dooku and then playing Dooku, my immediate experiences, I thought he, I I felt he was going to be better in practice than on paper. And um, I'm, with with twice the pride, I'm I'm feeling that I I am changing my opinion on that. I agree. It's 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 a very I, I I'm still trying to qualify it for myself. I think it potentially potentially could do lots of things, but I also think most of the time it's doing nothing. I mean, just just to verify um, on the twice the pride, um, he does count himself as as he can trigger off of considering himself an allied um, yep. character. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Since it doesn't say other allied character or another allied character, he, he counts himself. He is allied to himself and he is also within range two of himself. All right. Um, and so the last one, um, this is kind of interesting, brave, but foolish once per turn when a primary unit or secondary unit is wounded by an enemy effect after the effect is resolved, refresh to force points then choose an allied separatist alliance supporting unit that may dash and make a five dice attack. Mm-hmm. So part of what's interesting about this, in my opinion, is that so far from what we've seen, um, these these final um, abilities on um, primary characters, they, they trigger off of characters getting wounded 
And mm-hmm. a lot of the ones they that we've seen are a lot of the ones that I've liked are ones that are, for example, with Anakin, where mm-hmm. I wound an enemy, and when I wound an enemy, it has you know this effect. Mm-hmm. And this one is not that. It is my opponent wounds one of my characters, mm-hmm. and and in response, I get to do an effect. And uh, do you have do you have any uh, I guess thoughts or reactions to that? Yeah, I think I think the not having as much control over when it happens is is it. I think for some people your, yourself, it sounds like as well. Um, may not value it as as highly uh i think i think it's actually a pretty strong ability and it's maybe my yeah. it is my favorite ability on him even though i i don't get to really pick and choose when it happens um the and i'm still trying to think how valuable i find these abilities um i have a i have a list that i want to test out in a couple of weeks when uh the inquisitors drop but the refreshing of force points, I think, is really, 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 really good. Really good. And, and made better if you, uh, have put some thought into your, your squad and, and strike force comp. And that it, you can kind of put your opponents in a damned if they do, damned if they don't, where they have to do, they have to attempt to wound a primary or secondary unit. Doing so usually is not at least it's it's rarely my first choice because <laughs> um, it requires some some a careful approach sometimes and and then if they happen to get it they happen to, to to make it the case where my primary or secondary is wounded i i benefit from it pretty substantially and it it can kind of wheedle its way into people's minds when they're when they're playing this game and I don't I don't like above the table tactics that aren't already incorporated in the game. Uh so I I like I like being able to play that without having to to commit a, a personal cardinal sin here. Um but I I think it's really good. Um I the only thing there's only one thing that I wish and this is maybe a a uh, a little greedy on my part, but I wish it was a dash and a five dice attack. And it's greedy. That's what I want. Not what it is, but <laughs> um, I think it would be really cool if it could be both of those things. The some of the firepower with the with the separatist droids can be a, a bit more than people might first consider, especially if you have Kalani, because that five, like if you have somebody make a five dice attack, that supporting unit, it's a six dice attack with Kalani. And if when when B2s come out, uh, B2s can can hit like a truck and having that unit get to make a five dice attack is going to be a lot more than a five dice attack. So I think I think that this this is ability that's going to scale really well uh, as the game as the game goes on and uh, at least potentially. And I, I, I really think that the the ability to to have uh force force economy uh improved here with this ability and others like it i just i love i love i love um i guess what i'll say is i'm i'm a little bit more the jury's out for me on <laughs> on it 
Um, I honestly, I think probably my biggest issue with it is remembering the trigger because, you know, I'm used to the triggers on these being when I'm doing something and not the reactive thing. And so I, I think that that's, um, probably <laughs> my biggest issue. But if you, if you play a lot of Dooku, um, that's, that's something you'll be able to train yourself with. Um, go ahead. Yeah. No, Dooku, I think generally speaking, Dooku is a very reactive character. He is a, from, from stem to stern, he's a very reactive character. And I think, and I'm with you. It is, it is a lot and it is a lot of a, a mental pressure to keep, uh, keep everything in mind all the time. So playing Dooku is, is you're gonna, you really have to be a, a, a hawkish player and just have, have it on the forefront of, of your mind every turn throughout the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other, um, my other thought on it is I've, I've heard some people complain about like, you know, it's, it's too reactive or too dictated by my opponent or, you know, maybe they're not doing the trigger, but, um, in general, I, I think especially the complaint about, you know, if my stuff isn't getting wounded, that I'm not having anything happen. In general, if your stuff isn't getting wounded, you're probably, you're probably in the game. <laughs> so, you're probably doing just fine. Yeah. 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 I, I've had Dooku, Dooku more often than not just sort of doesn't do anything. And I think Dooku doesn't do anything because people are afraid to get close to Dooku and have him do things. And I would be too. I've played into Dooku a few times and I, I'm right there w- with, with that idea. Like playing into Dooku is you don't know what's going to happen. And that's the, that, that's kind of a, a fearful thing in this game when you may or may not get to activate a character right when you need them to. And, Taking on Dooku is it's a it's something you have to think about. All right, so let's talk a little bit. Of, so uh, Dooku has has ten hit points and, and three wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that that's especially noteworthy. Would would you say it is? No, I mean he's more much more on the more durable side than some of the other primaries. Um, he's not as durable as his, as Anakin, but currently speaking, he's He's the second most durable or close close to it. He's he's within that second tier of durability. I know that yeah. that'll shake up here in a little bit, but yeah. he's relatively durable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say average. Or average. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about his combat tree. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you you had mentioned that it was pretty interesting. What do you want to describe it and then uh say what you thought was noteworthy? So Every primary has two sides to their combat tree, and I think it's really interesting. I'm always excited when I see how AMG has approached each character's sort of opposing um, means of of interacting. Some, like with Asajj, it's like different versions of aggressive. Um, I think with Dooku, it's, it's the first thing that stands out to me is there's definitely one that's more ranged, heavy and there's one that's more melee heavy and i i think i mean that the the there are some characters where their expertise charts don't change dramatically from side to side they might make some changes but his are you know they're fairly different from from each other too so i think shifting gears with with dooku is a there's a lot of thought and consideration and I think that really 
plays to the the character him, himself from from the lore from the movies where he's a very he's a very thoughtful character he's 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 not a very um he doesn't do things just haphazardly there's a lot of planning that goes into into Dooku and I think his combat trees do help capture more of that uh, more of that idea just at least at least speaking to the spirit of the trees <laughs> yeah a, a couple of things that I will say about the cards in general um so far i would say that of of the primaries that we've seen so far he has a pretty strong range attack presence which yes he does is is valuable <laughs> yeah. um and also i would say that his um his expertise trees i feel like are quite strong as well yeah yeah i would agree so I don't know. I guess that is, um, that's what I'd say about his, his expertise cards. I think that they're, it's, it's maybe, I think some players might underrate how good his, uh, that, his, his expertise card is, or not expertise, but just like his, that whole card. I'm, I'm blanking on what the name of it is, but the, the combat tree, the combat tree card. Yeah. Yeah. The stance, stance card. I think it's stance right card. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. There's I, the last time I played Duke, I played with a friend and he pointed something out that um, I I had not considered. And um, I've been previously playing Dooku with the Force Mastery um, side primarily, uh, at least to start with, you know, and, and if I needed to move up, then, um, you know, I just I, I it's an it's an eight dice range for it. It's very good. It's a very yeah, good yeah, attack. Yeah. And the expertise side really reflects how strong that that force lightning is i mean one to two you just get a damage and a crit three to uh, it's it's really it's really good however what i had not considered was even though the form two makashi side uh is a weaker ranged attack it still has a ranged attack and importantly too uh the one of the first options that you get is a reposition right so if you can if you can, um, if you start on the Form 2 Makashi side, and I think this might be the side that I predominantly start on moving forward. Yeah. If you start on the Form 2 <laughs> Makashi side, and uh, I, I don't know why this didn't dawn on me. Like, he actually becomes very mobile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Far more mobile than I first gave him credit for, and more mobile than, than I uh, uh, kind of alluded to at the start of the, this episode. Like, he becomes kind of all over the place. It also, another thing that I like about it is that it's not it's not crazy for you to rolling six dice to get three successes. You just need yeah, and you just need and one. And if you, it, you correct, but if you roll three, that gives you the option of having two pushes. Yeah, which is is really strong at range four. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah is, um, I, so let's, let's stranger things are happening. So. Yeah, let's let's close this out. I'm curious. Let's let's say that you um we're we're, we're going to close out with our hot takes. Uh, do you think that Dooku is an above average, average, or below average primary character currently? I'd say he is average. Um, yeah, yeah. I I say he's average. Yeah, I think that's that's probably what I would say as well. Yep. But. I do think he's interesting. I do think he's fun. I do think that you can definitely be rewarded if you play a lot of him. So, 
I, I think so. Sky's the limit with Dooku. All right. Um, we are going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi in our bonus episode. So uh, if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon, this is the perfect time to do so. Um, you will gain access for a bonus episode. You'll gain access to episodes a week early, and you'll gain access to our Discord. And finally, as always, check out DiscountGamesInc.com because it's the best place to buy all of your gaming needs. Sure words. Patrick, do you have anything else before we go? Uh, no. Thanks for listening. And uh, as always, to be continued. All right.